Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home, it can be really hard to maintain. It's hard to find people that can help you for a big project or a small. Well, whether it's in everyday maintenance and repairs or making dream projects a reality, it can be hard just to know where to start. But now all you need to do is answer that and find a skilled local pro who will deliver the quality and expertise you need. Angie has over 20 years of home service experience, and they've combined it with new tools to simplify the whole process. Bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie can handle the rest from start to finish. Or help you compare quotes from multiple pros and connect instantly, which means you can take care of just about any home project in just a few taps, because when it comes to getting the most out of your home, you can do this when you Angie that. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Going in raw is now a CastBox original. CastBox is the fastest growing, highest rated podcast app on both iOS and Android, where you can find all your favorite podcasts. You can still listen to Going In Raw wherever you get your podcasts, but we hope you'll give CastBox a shot. We think it's the best. Hey, friendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back to Going In Raw Matt Chat. This is, of course, the show where Larson and I tackle the hottest debate wrestling topics of the day as submitted by our Patreon members, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. Yes, you, you too, can be a Matt Chatter sending in your video question. $20 a month is all it takes to get your faccia, which means face, face. in Italian, I think, here on Matt Chat. Of course, we've got today a ton of great questions. We're, this is the first Matt Chat since WrestleMania weekend. It's also our first Matt Chat here in office space. That is correct. It's a slew of firsts. So... Let's kick things. Ah, uh, this guy's still around? Yeah, man. He's oh, kicking off man. the show for us today. He's banned. The one, the only, Adam Mayhem. Let's see what he has to say. Buenas tardes, friendo universe. Bienvenidos to another edition of Chit Chat with the champ. Now, Stephen Larson, I have a quick question. Um, we've, you know, WrestleMania has come and gone. Asuka lost her streak. And here's my question to you guys. It, was it done properly that she lost her streak to charlotte and as we saw on smackdown um charlotte lost the belt to carmella or would it have been better if asuka would have won and then have the same thing you know the iconics come out and carmella cash in in order for carmella and the iconics to get that rub of beating the streak or did you guys think that it was a better idea to have Charlotte do it? So I want you guys to one of you know pick one spot each, you know, one for Charlotte, one for someone else, and debate. Have a good one, guys. Thank you, Adam Mayhem. Great question. I'm joking. I love Adam Mayhem. I think he's great. I've seen him wrestle a couple times on the internet. Anyways, I'll go first. Was Oscar's streak ended handled handled properly? Did they handle the streak ending properly? Yes, they did. Look, man, here's the problem. If Asuka's streak would have remained intact, you would have dug yourself into a big hole. Her streak um, is it was 
a wrestle, her streak ending should be a WrestleMania moment. Not a SummerSlam moment, not a Money in the Bank moment, definitely not a Raw moment. It's a WrestleMania moment. The problem with that is if she didn't lose at this WrestleMania, that means she would have had to have lost at the next WrestleMania, which means we would have had a whole year of predictable Asuka finishes. I don't have faith that the WWE could book that year properly. We've seen them do come some kind of similar with Brock Lesnar and everybody's tired of it. It would have just been stale. Charlotte was the correct person to do it. Yes, I would have liked a little bit more time with this streak on main roster, but that's just the hand that we were dealt. It was better to do it on the biggest, grandest stage of them all. Made Charlotte even bigger than she is. Um, there's no shame in losing to Charlotte. I really do hope that they're going to have a series. I don't know that that's going to be the case. Now that Charlotte lost the belt, maybe they can have that series. Um, and maybe that will happen in any event. Yeah, I, I think they handle it properly. Would I have liked more time? Sure. But, you know, you can't have everything you want. There you mentioned time. Tosca needed more time to be dominant on the main roster. <clears throat> Most of her undefeated streak happened in NXT. And while NXT is one of, if not the most popular programs on the WWE Network, not everyone who watches Raw watches NXT. And so they didn't get to see the, 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 the length in full of Asuka's nominance. They got six to eight months of it as opposed to, what, three years, two years, whatever it was. I'm not saying you need to keep her undefeated on the main roster for two or three years, but at least give her a good year. And so when Charlotte does eventually beat her, it's all the more impressive because no one else has beat Asuka. Even, say, uh, this match happens at Mania, Asuka beats Charlotte. Then you have a whole year to book that story of Charlotte uh, uh, preparing herself for Asuka. And you mentioned that with Lesnar, his undefeated streak this past year has been boring. Asuka's undefeated streak in NXT was never boring because she's always putting on great matches. Brock, not so much. I think the problem with him is, A, the, the storyline for the matches were not always the best, and B, like he's reduced his, his, his arsenal of moves to like three. Yeah. He's not con uh, interested in any way in putting on interesting matches. He's uh, interested in collecting his paycheck and doing what he has to do to achieve that. So I think they could have kept the streak interesting, could have had some drama built into it, um, if they'd had it kept going. I understand there's rumors of, of, of plans for Ronda Rousey, Charlotte main event at WrestleMania 35, and I'm sure they had Charlotte beat Asuka to build up Charlotte so when she faces Rousey and Rousey beats her, it's, you know, it's, 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 it's the coordination of Rousey as the top woman in WWE. I understand all that. I, it just felt a bit rushed. And in that sense, I don't think it was handled properly. I think we're more or less on the same page. This is what's called splitting hairs. We understand why it was done, and in terms of the theory of why it was done, we get it. We don't necessarily have a problem yeah. with it. It just felt rushed. Yeah. It needed more time to breathe. Because I'm saying, yes, but it needed more time, and you're saying no because it needed more time. Yes. Good point. All right, next up from Baron. Hey, I'm Cat Taxidermist. Hey. Hey. Hey, do you have a cat that's dead? Would well, you like it to be Lamp? Would you like it to be Lamp? I can do that for you. Let's see what he has to say. Darren, the cat taxidermist here. I was at WrestleMania this year. That was amazing. Kind of left us feeling a little weird, though, with uh, all the surprise changes and endings. Um, leading me to this question. A while back, I posed the idea that because all the stars didn't align, that we would be doomed to be repeating the Roman Reigns experiment this year, and Larson, you described that simply as horrifying. I want each of you to take a side and 
debate whether or not that will be happening this year. One side say yes, we will be watching everyone become sacrificial lambs to Roman Reigns and Brock Lesnar for round two, or nay, this man has other plans in mind. Thanks, friendos. Thank you, Bear and the Cat Taxidermist. I get to yeah. go first this time. Okay. Gosh, I please hope I hope not. Please, yeah, please no. Please, please no. Please no. I don't want this Roman thing to continue. I'm hoping. Well, first of all, Vince should have just followed through. Like maybe devise a way to build Roman up so at least he's not booed out of the building when he wins the main event of WrestleMania 34. Even if there's like silence, that's better than having the whole crowd crap on the match. They could have done it. They were starting with this storyline where where Brock gave zero Fs about WWE or the WWE Universe, and then halfway through they dropped it and had him fight because I think they were worried that was too similar to what they were doing with Cena and Undertaker. They should have changed what they were doing with Cena and Undertaker and did that with Brock and, and Roman. Anyways, I'm hoping now that that Vince apparently, if, if reports are true, has changed course and, and Roman's going to get his coronation at largest Royal Rumble, then that'll be it. And then... We won't see Lesnar and Roman on a collision course ever again. Roman will have his reign of between six to eight months of the Universal title. He'll get the same lukewarm reactions from crowds across the country and world. And Vince will eventually say, this isn't working. Um, we need to do something different. Roman will drop the belt. Um, probably to Braun Strowman. He'll be new face of company because it's undeniable at this point that he's a massive star Big waiting star. To, to burst yeah. onto the mainstream scene. Um, so I'm hoping no Roman experiment doesn't continue another year I think the reception Roman is getting now is what he's going to get unless they do some serious serious changes <laughs> to his character chill they, Roman chill Roman or turn him heel yeah those are the only two options at this juncture I got bad oh, news hold for on you, sorry uh, when he came out on Raw the other night he was kind of chill Roman he had some Under Armour uh, sweatpants on oh yeah, yeah cut off shirt he was approaching chill Roman he needs more color he needs like because he, like, he needs an USO shirt. Dudes who look that cool because he's a really cool looking dude. Oh, sorry, like an old USO shirt. Yeah, exactly. They they pull off the bright colors really or well. Or a John Cena shirt. No, I mean, yeah, the, the bright colors. Oh, that'd though. be cool. Yeah, but John just like a large, like because John Cena wears them are too big and baggy. Well, I mean Roman cuts the sleeves yeah. off anyway, so that's kind of yeah. It'd be great. Anyways, I got, I got bad news to an extent. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, it's going to continue. Roman uh, Brock has resigned. There's all sorts of uh, 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 conflicting reports. Wrestling Observer himself says one thing. Sports Illustrated says another thing. We don't know how long Brock is around. When all else fails, Larson, when we saw Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton enter WrestleMania, when all else fails, when you have a million great ideas on the table, which one do they almost always choose in big scenarios? The most boring one. Exactly. The most boring one is, of course, Brock Lesnar. Another year as most dominant champion and uh, doing, pulling off the same three moves that you talked about. Suplex A, Suplex B, and Suplex C. Okay, well, he, he does knees sometimes. He oh, and then the F five, yeah. So F five knee and variations on suplexes. You're absolutely correct. Oh, and his fourth move, turning purple. So yes, we are going to get this experiment for another year, and they're going to try to pull the trigger once again in the main event at WrestleMania, WrestleMania 35. They're going to think that oh. Look at uh, look at me! I'm so clever. I'm putting the same match on again next year. And a week before WrestleMania happens, uh, Vince is going to decide that Roman Reigns still isn't ready. And so, guess what? Because this is a multi-year deal, Brock Lesnar signing, he's going to be champion for yet another year. 
That's how it's going to go down. And now eight, that I've said that. Eight years later, Brock Lesnar breaks Bruno's record for yeah. the longest title reign, and Roman Reigns is still not over. Right. Uh, now that I've said that, hopefully it won't happen. Hopefully at the largest Royal Rumble coming up in three weeks or two weeks, uh, we will see a brand new Universal Champion, Roman Reigns, and that'll open the floodgates for any number of competitors to you know take that title off him, and uh, hopefully we'll uh, we'll... We'll have some intriguing storylines. Yeah, I'm hoping. I'm hoping that this Brock I'm contract is my only two up. appearances. Next up. Next up that. from the cat, Daryl Takahashi. Ooh, this is, this is a great question. It's about all in yeah. this September 1st. You and I are going to be there. It's going to be spectacular. Let's yes. see what Daryl the cat Takahashi has to say. What's good, Stephen Larson? Many friendos out there. It's the cat, Daryl Takahashi. Question for matchup this week is, we now know that Okada is all in. So the question is simple. Who should his opponent be? Thanks, boys. Thank you, the cat. Yeah, man. I'll go first. Here's the deal, man. I know what you're going to say. I'm not going to say it. I'll let you d- describe it. But it's pretty obvious. Matches of the year last year. Who would want to see a return to that? But I'll tell you what. That might be too obvious. You offered up also before we started rolling CM Punk. But he hasn't been announced. So, no, we're not going to go there. This is what we're going to do. The biggest star. I'm sorry. The biggest act right now in all of professional wrestling all of professional wrestling is the young bucks the biggest star in new japan is the wrestling god himself okada therefore the young bucks versus kazuchika okada handicap match they could become co iwgp heavyweight champion I say book the Young Bucks versus Okada. That's the match that you make. It's different. It's thinking outside of the box. It's something everybody would be intrigued by. Give me a break. That's what you book. Okada versus Young Bucks. Handicap match. Make that match. No, it's going to be Kenny Omega. It's got to be Kenny Omega. Do you think New Japan would let that happen? No, not at all. Okay. I think if if, if Omega and Okada are going to wrestle again this year, it's going to be either at Dominion which I'm not sure is going to be happening because Kenny's still going to be involved in this Cody It'll be business. It'll oh, G1 gets you to Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. yeah. So I, it, it'll Wrestle be either Kingdom that or maybe Bushi. at uh, the next G1 special. Yeah. Did, which well, has Kota Bushi been announced for um, All In? No. Okay. He has not. Hasn't he? No. Hmm. Not that I'm aware of. Anyways. So, uh, it, it, yeah, Omega is not going to take on Okada at All In, but do I want it? <laughs> yes. They put on three of the best matches in wrestling history. Um, fill the Sears Center Arena in Chicago, Illinois with 10,000 crazy wrestling fans. Have these two do what they do, uh, present their their magic to the fans there, and the place is going to go berserk. It's going to go bananas. They're going to tear the house down, blow the roof off the place, and put on another classic for all of us because we're going to be there. Yeah, man. Uh, to, to take in, I think if they want to guarantee themselves – a fill in that place, they do Omega versus Okada 4. That's the best way to do it. All it's right. probably going to be Cody versus uh, Kenny yeah, I can see that, yeah. 3, the blow-off match that's going to well, happen. Who is Okada going to face? CM Punk. Flip Gordon. Flip Gordon. CM Punk. That'd be something else. Like I still that. think CM Punk's going to be Barry the Drug-Free Bear, and it's going to cost Cody the match. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to be there. I hope he is. I really hope he is. But I don't even know if he's going to be in the building. I really hope he is. No, I hope so too. I, I hope that there's still like some. I, I hope that there's still some positivity in his soul with regards to pro wrestling. Yeah, 
You know, I hope that it's not all just a bitter bitterness. Well, I don't think it's all bitterness. I think it's more bitterness towards WWE. I don't think it's bitterness towards pro You're wrestling. Probably right. He I still just, engages with his yeah. wrestling friends. I mean, That's he just did true. that thing with Batista. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh yeah, that a little was great. video. Yeah, that was great. And he still tweets at, at, at other wrestlers yeah, from time to time. So yeah. I don't think he's got any bitterness towards the industry. I think it's just towards one segment of the industry. I hope I'll put it this way. I hope he's not. I hope he wouldn't think that people would find him hypocritical. If he if he did something like that, because I don't think people would. No, I don't think he would. I think if anything, people would say, "Oh, here's CM Punk who doesn't have to do this. Who was at you know one time the the, the top stars in WWE? Who is here to help boost the profile of independent wrestling? I don't yeah. think anybody view him as a hypocrite. I think people would be like, "Oh, he he cares about wrestling, yeah. not WWE per se, but wrestling." I hope so. Next up, we got a uh, really interesting question from Patrick Sparks. We're getting to do some fantasy booking. Let's see what Patrick has to say. Hey, friendos, Pat here. All right. Many weekends over. NXT TakeOver New Orleans was awesome. So, my question is, with the depth that NXT has right now in its roster, it's amazing, and I love every second of it. And I think the only other roster, like you guys said, that can maybe hold up with the depth of NXTs is New Japan's. So, say there's one giant super show, Triple H decides to do something with Gato, and... Super Show, New Japan versus NXT. Who goes over in the long run? And what are some of the matches you would like to see? Larson, you debate New Japan going over. Steve, you debate NXT going over. And come up with like five dream matches. Thanks, guys. Thank you, Patrick. Thank you, Patrick Sparks. I am disappointed you didn't have, not, not have bees with yeah, you. Yeah, where are the bees at? Where are the bees? Bring Where's, back the Where bees. are the bees versus bees, Super Show? That's the one I want to see. Who wins? Who who gets booked strong? Bees go over bees. Bees go over bees. Okay, good. Just making sure anyways. Oh, I go first on this. So, uh, NXT versus New Japan Super Show. Let's do champion versus champion. Yeah. So well, we get, Let's do this. Here's the thing. Okay. Who goes over New Japan because NXT is developmental? But let's book the card. Let's book That's the card. what I was going to say, man. Let's book the card. You're supposed to make a case for NXT to go over. Well, no, it'll be it'll be you know, look, there'll be like three two or yeah, it'll be three five four or something five like that. matches. Yeah, it'll five be, matches. Okay, yeah, three two. So we'll have champion versus champion. You have Okada versus Alistair Black. Okada goes over. Of course, yeah, absolutely. Um, you have mid card champions. You have uh, Adam Cole. Oh, good versus Minoru Suzuki. You wouldn't do Adam Cole versus Kenny Omega. That makes the most sense. But if we're doing champions versus champions, then no, let's not do champions. Versus All right, champions. well then we'll do. But we're still doing Okada versus Alistair Yeah, Black. yeah. So we'll do Kenny versus Adam Cole. I think Kenny's cool doing the job. Adam Cole goes <sighs> over. Yeah. Because um, you can do, do Bullet Club mm-hmm. shenanigans. Yeah, sure. Um, uh, yeah, Bullet Club versus uh, Undisputed Era. That'd be great. Yeah. Uh, let's do Ricochet versus Will Ospreay. We have never seen that before, so never, that'd be perfect. Never perfect. seen great. it before. Great. Uh, let's do... Um, let's do Killer Elite Squad. Versus I mean I would have said like Authors of Pain But they've already been called up Yeah But that's kind of like the answer Well let's do Young Bucks Versus uh, O'Reilly and and Roderick Strong then No what about this Young Bucks versus TM61 Okay that'd be good I like that Because because O'Reilly and Fish And Roderick Strong rather they can get involved in the Adam Cole, Kenny Omega, yeah, Bullet yeah, Club yeah, thing, yeah, okay? Yeah. Um, who, can the, who can the Street Profits take I like on? this. Nobody. They're not ready for that. Tanahashi versus Cassius Ono. That'd be good. That is a killer match, right? That'd be there. good. Yeah, that was a good one. But who would uh, Naito face? Uh, Gotta have Naito face somebody. Naito versus... 
Almas. Oh, that's a good one. But we'll get to that more later. Oh, well, that's what Patrick asked it for anyways. Naito versus Almas. No, that's what Therese the Bada asked. Oops. Is that next? That's next. Therese the Bada's got a question. See what he has to say. If you could only see one dream match and you can only get one, which one of these would you rather see? Hiroshi Tanahashi versus John Cena or Tetsuya Naito versus Andrade Cien Almas? Thank you, Therese Bada. You go first. All right. Uh, I'd want to see... Look, I think the obvious answer. So for the wrestling nerd, it's your it's what you get to say. Yeah. For the for the wrestling geek, it's because geeks geek out over stupid stuff. Nerds are analytical. It's Tanahashi versus Cena. They're both kind of the same guy, just from different cultures. And I could see Cena. Who would want to see Cena doing an air guitar? And this would be this would be a fantastic match, but it would also be largely uh, a showcase for their personalities. You get to see all the superficial quirks that they do. Uh, the air guitar, uh, John Cena's, yeah, you can't see me crap, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, I think it'd be a lot of, it would just be a lot of fun to see them because that's, that's sort of a true dream matchup right there. So tell us why Naito versus Almas. Well, first I'll tell you why I'd prefer Naito versus Almas over Tanahashi versus Cena. If this was, anywhere between five and eight years ago, then your answer would be the correct one because they would both be in their prime. However, they are not in their prime anymore, especially uh, uh, Cena. Like, half the time, his mind's in Hollywood worried about movies he's going to make. Physically, he's in good shape, but I don't think he's as dedicated to the wrestling business as he used to. Tanahashi is is dealing with a number of injuries now. I think he's still recovering from a torn bicep. Um, He's got knee issues. Um, Five, eight years ago, Heck yes, this match would have been magic. Okay. Now I just worry they're not at their peaks any longer, whereas Naito and Almas are Ooh. still in their prime. Okay. Um, and I think in, in terms of the physical aspects of the match, uh, they can tear the house down. What is that about? What? What's up? Go ahead and talk. <laughs> um, uh, pl- get, and, and, so like the, the actual quality of the wrestling, I think, would probably be better. Yeah. Put their backstory into it. Oh, definitely. You know, yeah. you know, being former tag team partners, yeah. uh, uh, being members uh, together of Los Ingobernables over in Mexico. Of course, Naito came to Japan, formed Los Ingobernables de Japón. Um, all that backstory, uh, add that to a tremendous wrestling matchup. I think right now that's the match that I would prefer to see. Look, man, I just want to see Cena asking Tanahashi about his hair tips. I'd want to know. I'd want to see Cena air guitaring. That's what you want to see. They're two wrestling gods. Yeah. Naito and Almas are not quite wrestling gods. I, I want to see gods fight. That's what I want to see. All right. I just feel like the, 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 the match not involving the wrestling gods would probably be the better actual match. Oh, it'd definitely be the better actual match. But so I, basically all I just want to see is comedians in cars getting coffee, but with Cena and Tanahashi. Yeah. That's what I want. Broken Steve has a question, and I like this question. Let's see what Broken Me has to say. Hey, Steven Larson, Broken Steve here with another Matt Chat question. My question for you guys this week is, now that Aleister Black is the NXT champion, what would be a better feud? Steve, I want you to debate why EC3 would be a better feud. And Larson, I want you to debate why Lars Sullivan would be a better opponent for Aleister. Thanks, guys. Too sweet. Thank you, Broken Steve. Thank you, Broken Me. I'll go first. E, wait, you go go first. Um... You look at the people so far Alistair Black has feuded against. Um, Lars Sullivan is not like any of those competitors. True. He is large. He's massive. He is uh, imposing, uh, and he is incredibly strong. It's a new challenge for Alistair Black, um, and I think that's why this would make an, an, an intriguing matchup 
because it's not like Velveteen Dream trying to play mind games with Aleister Black. Lars doesn't play mind games. He just gives you the freak accident and pins you. Yeah. There's no mind games involved with Lars. Does. He just overpowers you, and that's a new challenge for Aleister Black because look at his, his previous feud, Velveteen Dream. Physically, they match up really well. Almas, physically, they match up really well. Um, Adam Cole, I mean, arguably, uh, Aleister Black um, outsized him. Aleister Black has yet to be dramatically uh, outmatched in terms of, uh, of strength. New challenge for him. That's why I think it'd be a more intriguing feud. Did you feud. mention Killian Dane? Because no. that was the road to get to number one contendership. I know. That was just one match. A little okay. brief little feud, though. But that'd, that'd be a little glimpse. But uh, even Killian Dane, while he's larger than, than uh, uh, Aleister Black, I don't necessarily know if he's like purely a muscle guy. You know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, true. Yeah. He's, he's, also, he's, he's a flying fairly hoss. athletic. Yeah. He's a flying hoss. All right. Here's the deal. This is, I really like this. Somebody, and I forget who, in our Patreon chat, no, I'm sorry, in our Patreon question thread, uh, mentioned that Alistair Black recently referred to as the Velveteen Dream as his Joker. Alistair Black being, you know, Batman, of course. Yeah. And uh, and so the thing that I like about that comparison is that uh, you can sort of extrapolate a little bit further. EC3 is... Be his Two-Face? Would be his... Yeah, maybe Two-Face, maybe Riddler. I think more Riddler, uh, maybe. Uh, oh, yeah. And granted, the Riddler isn't as deadly as the Joker, perhaps, but he is sort of the antithesis of Aleister Black. He's very orange. Um, he's very dapper. He's everything Aleister Black isn't. And so I think Aleister Black having to deal with, excuse my language, the bullshit of EC3 that he brings with you know his attitude and you know his sort of goofiness, his mischievousness, if you will, um, getting under his skin in that manner, I think would be an interesting contrast of personalities. Lars Sullivan would be a fantastic feud. I see him more as... Uh, yeah, who in the pantheon of, of Batman well, villains? Probably... Even like a big powerful guy, Killer Croc. He used to fight with Killer Croc, mm -hmm. who used to live down in the sewers, and was a giant man crocodile. Mm -hmm. He was a big powerful guy. Or I guess he could also be Bane. Yeah. Bane would be a good one as well. Bane would be a good one. So, uh, yeah, there's all sorts of great comparisons. Um, but, yeah, EC3, I think, I think they're both good answers, but I would like to see EC3 get under the skin because he seems to exist in a domain that Aleister Black is completely foreign to. You know, the whole penthouse suite thing, all the nice clothes, you know, but he's still... Tanning uh, beds. Tanning beds, but he's still a capable athlete and a vicious competitor. Yeah. So I'd like to see that. Yeah. 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 Uh, next up, Joe Shea. Well, is this the one who's the big Joe? Yeah. yeah. The big Joe Shea. Yeah. I'll let him do it because my voice is shot. Hey, friendos. Well, it's the big Joe Shea. And I, this is my first ever Matt Chat question. I just wanted to ask you guys. Uh, it's always fun to rank the WrestleManias, right? Uh, well, I want you guys to specifically rank the 30s, so WrestleMania 30 through now 34, and then when you're done with that, to make this a little bit more interesting, put more, put more of a Matt Chat vibe to it, I want you guys to discuss which WrestleMania is better, 31 or 33, since you guys went to both of those shows. So, Larson, you're going to be a really big 31 mark. And, Steve, you're going to be just a really big fan of 33. Uh, 31 was probably better, but you guys discussed that. 
Thank you, friend us. Thank you, Joe Shea. Thank you, big Joe Shea. So before we argue which is better, which I have the much easier job of doing, let us power rank all the WrestleManias in the 30s, 30 through 34. Number one is WrestleMania 30. That's Daniel Bryan winning the title. Yeah. That's uh, Undertaker's streak ending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. then it's WrestleMania 31 after that. Yeah, of course. And then... 32 is five. Yeah, five 32, is 32. Is, 32 is awful. Uh, and then I'm going to say... 33 is three, probably. You'd have that over this last one? What was last year? Last year was... Reigns, uh, Undertaker. Reigns, Undertaker. Cena, Miz, and uh, Nikki Bella, and what's her face? Uh, Lesnar, Goldberg. Lesnar, Goldberg. Uh, Hardy's came back. I, yeah, I yeah, would, I would right. put yeah, I would put that up. That one's kind of a toss-up, but I'll, I'll, I won't disagree with you. All right, now we got to debate which Mania was better, 31 or 33. I'll go first. We are at WrestleMania 33. We are yeah. at WrestleMania 30, 31. Yeah. Um, I know for you personally, you didn't necessarily enjoy your experience for WrestleMania 33. I recognize it was a decent show, though. but Because you had lights flashing in your face. But regardless, um, as, as, as moving and dramatic as it was for Undertaker to lay his hat and coat down the middle of the ring to end the show, nothing was as dramatic as Seth Rollins coming out to save us during the main event of WrestleMania 31. Yeah. He was basically the savior of, of, of fans like us who didn't mm-hmm. want to see Brock as champ or Re- Reigns as champ. So we were sitting there waiting. How was WWE getting themselves out of this mess? You got Reigns getting booed. Lesnar's not going to stick around as champ. Oh, snap. Here comes Seth Rollins to cash in and win this title, and then neither have to be the champion. Seth will be champion, and it'll be great. Yeah. Um, let's go further down the card. We got a dream match between Sting and Triple H, an overbooked mess that yeah. was wildly entertaining. Sting probably should have won. Nonetheless, still a lot of fun. Uh, Daniel Bryan winning the Intercontinental title ladder match. Mm-hmm. Great fun. Yep. Um, Seth Rollins and Randy Orton putting on a decent match that concluded in one of the most insane spots I've ever seen oh, great. with Randy reversing uh, curb stomp into an RKO. Yes. Um, we had Rusev entering the stadium on a tank. Yeah, okay. To take on John Cena. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, we had Undertaker versus Bray Wyatt, which was underwhelming. Yeah. Um, but I think all told... WrestleMania 31 is one of the better WrestleManias, and uh, in comparison to WrestleMania 33, there is no comparison. WrestleMania 31 is a better show. All right, so let me take... Here's the thing. I kind of agree with you, but I'm going to take a look at the WrestleMania 33 card. Forget if I went back and watched it after the fact. Maybe, maybe not. We watched some of the next day. Oh, okay. Because uh, AJ versus Shane was much better than so there was, So it opened up with a Neville versus Austin Aries match, which is kind of a dream match these days, but it was kind of underwhelming as well. Uh, let's see here. The Andre the Giant Battle Royal had uh, Gronk in it, or he Gronk was around. Mojo won that one. Uh, a very lackluster Dean Ambrose Baron Corbin Intercontinental match. AJ Styles was wasted with Shane Mc, was wasted on Shane McMahon. It was a decent match though. Kevin Owens Chris Jericho was good. Um, there was a fatal four way that Bailey won for the Raw Women's Championship. I don't really remember much about that. The Hardys came back. That was big. Uh, the Cena stuff was annoying because I really liked the Miz that year. Uh, Rollins versus Triple H was good. Ugh. This is here's this is the reason why thirty one was better, and because I can't make this case, can't make it. Randy Orton versus Bray Wyatt. Yeah, that is the reason why. Yeah, because there was nothing near the level of that crap at uh, thirty one. I liked Lesnar Goldberg. Uh, six pack challenge for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Don't remember, and then Reigns Undertaker. Who cares? So yeah, it was thirty one. We were there. It was amazing. We were at thirty three. It was good. Um, too many flashing lights. Yeah, there's too many flashing lights. But even take that away from it. 
Like the 31 card, you're right. It's just, yeah, it's and sad. it was a shorter show. It was nine matches. It wasn't seven hours long. Yeah, right. It was like a four-hour show. It was great. I mean, honestly, dude, you take NWO versus uh, DX. Come on, man. That's, 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 that's great stuff right there. Yeah. So, yeah, 31 is the best. A.O. Worm has a question. Let's see what he has to say. What's up, friendos? A.O. Worm here. So, I have a question. So, John Cena recently was on TV. Is that like a, about last month or so? And he said that the WWE is ready for transgender wrestling superstars as long as they have a good story. Then it doesn't matter what they are and what they claim to be. So, my question is, do you think the wrestling business will entertain transgender superstars? And do you think the world is ready for that? Let me know what you guys think. Thank you, A.O. Worm. Thank you. Um, I have, uh, he sent us the, uh, the quotes he was mm-hmm. talking about. Yeah, no. Um, and I'll I read them off. This. this is courtesy of uh, Wrestling Inc. And these are uh, quotes he told, told to uh, uh, TMZ um, with regards to uh, whether uh, WWE is ready for a transgender superstar. This is what Cena had to say. Quote, I'm the storyteller, my friend, and that's what we do in WWE. And it's not segregated to race, sorry, to sex, race, creed, religion, or any of that. So as long as the story is good, it belongs to WWE. So we're just going to talk about this. Uh, WWE doesn't have a great track record. Track record. They've been getting better. Mm-hmm. I think they've been under, they've sort of understood that we're in an era where subtlety matters. Yes. They've acknowledged and, and celebrated the fact that Sonya Deville is the first openly gay woman to be uh, a competitor on the roster. I'm not sure if the WWE could concoct a storyline that deals with transgenderism that would feel natural to their part. I'll put it this way. It's no different than when they inject romance of any uh, uh, of, you know, the whenever they put soap opera ish elements dealing with romance into their storylines, it never feels natural. It always falls flat. Whenever they try to to go outside the box of two people fighting each other for various reasons, it just doesn't really work. I think it would, if, if there is a wrestler who is a fantastic wrestler on par with the rest of their roster, who is transgender, I think these days the WWE would have zero problem incorporating that character, that person, that wrestler into their storylines. Yeah. I, I would love to, I, I would love to think that they would be sensitive enough not to go back to like 10 years ago when they would have done something distasteful with that, when they try to reduce characters to that one aspect of their life. Um, And so I think that absolutely the WWE would totally be accepting of uh, a transgender wrestler character if they took somebody who wasn't transgender and gave them that storyline then that would be a massive problem. Yes. I would think they're smarter than that. I would like to hope so. That's something I, they probably would have done 10, 15 years ago. Maybe, yeah. Um, I mean, you look at taking somebody that wasn't what they were portraying uh, in the broad sense. You look at Eugene and how cringy that is now. 
Um, even though I kind of understand their intentions were positive, the way they handled it, especially when it went to ECW for one night stand, oh yeah, was horrible. Yeah, that was bad. And that's that's what you can that's what you you could have expected back then. These days, if the WWE, if if there's some uh, great uh, talent on the indie in the indie ranks who happens to be transgender, and the WWE is interested in what they can provide, what they can do for the company. I'm sure they'll have no problem signing that person yeah. and celebrating the fact that, hey, you know, this is, what's your story? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I think they could do that. Whether or not they would make a story out of their transgenderism, I think I think they've probably learned by now that that's kind of not the way to approach things. Yeah, I'd like to hope that that would be the case. Right. There's been, so there was some rumor, and I don't know where it came from, that Stephanie McMahon wanted uh, to make Finn Balor um, wanted to put him in an LGBT storyline because there was some. I, I've I looked up a little bit. There were some rumors that he could pretend, he could possibly be bisexual. Um, if they just did that and 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 started you know uh, some weird soap opera ish storyline that kind of objectified that, I think that'd be a terrible move. Um, if he openly came if he came out of the closet so to speak about being a bisexual if that was the case i think they'd be like okay cool whatever like that that's fine um but uh if they if they try to like initiate a storyline that was exploitative that'd be a terrible idea and i think it'd get a backlash and oh i think it would too yeah yeah so that's my thoughts on it yeah i'm looking up the the finn balor thing here i don't know uh this is from pw picks but i don't know what the source is of their when you hear things like stephanie mcmahon wants this person to be a gay character then you're you're obviously going down the wrong path you know what i mean that's my thoughts on that if oh i want him to be this it's like well you know if you're if you're being disingenuous about it then it's not gonna fly so those are my thoughts about it because here's the thing about wrestlers these days with the exception of the, we talked about this on uh, um, the SmackDown show when we were asked about characters versus personalities, basically. Oh, yeah, characters versus like larger than life characters. Right, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Like, okay, Velveteen Dream has been, I mean, he's portrayed as uh, a sexual being, basically. You know, I mean, he doesn't, but like his interactions, his initial interactions with Aleister Black were fantastic yeah that's interesting stuff yes, that's is. really interesting it stuff is. when your character is when your character has when, when it's part of who they are and they act in a way that would seem natural to that type of character then that makes sense and that's an that's an appropriate respectful way to do it exactly so exactly that's my thought on it you know i mean if, if it was 15 years ago I'd, I'd be like no stay away from that but these days, they seem to understand that you need to be respectful. If you want, if you want to be inclusive, you need to be respectful of people. Yes. So there you go. Yeah. And there's money to be made in that. Uh, next from Minnesota Joe. Let's see what Minnesota Joe has to say. Hey, friendos, Minnesota Joe here. Uh, I got a idea for the main event of Wrestlemania and I want you guys to book the build up the match stipulation and who goes over okay so 
Larson, I want you to do this with uh, Steve versus Matt Adam Mayhem. And Steve, I want you to book uh, Larson versus Hilton. Thanks, friendos. I love the name Minnesota Joe. Thank you very much for your question. Thank you. Uh, book the WrestleMania 35 main event. I'm going to go first here. Larson versus Hilton. This is a story that goes back 20 years. You're going to have to establish Hilton as a real person first, though. Well, that's not a problem. He'll just show up on camera. People think it's some sort of hologram or some CGI or something, though. Well, not when you punch him in the face. You know, holograms these days are very sophisticated, Steve. So here's the thing. <laughs> well, that's true, yeah. Have someone out there cosplaying as Hilton. Right, no. So I don't know how you introduce him exactly. Like you grow him out of a Petri dish <laughs> that has like, it's like equal parts mashed potatoes uh, sock smell and uh, Chicago Bears merchandise. All right. Uh, you grow him out of a Petri dish so he becomes a real person. All right. Okay. All right. You grow him because you're a mad scientist. Okay. Right. And then I lose control of my creation. You lose control of his creation. You know, it's, it's, you know, it's the God Jesus thing, right? So <laughs> Frankenstein, Frankenstein's there monster. There you go. Thing. That's, okay. that's, that's, that's the analogy kind of you're looking thing. for. Uh, Frankenstein, you know, he's, Biblically based. Anyways, um, so, uh, but you know, this, and so you, you grow him. I mean, this is a storyline that'll take 20 years to, to take because a couple of years after you grow him, you guys throw a party, right? And at this party, Hilton does something so egregious that you want to kill him. And I'm walking up the stairs and I see this happen because that's a real story. You legit had murder face for Hilton and he was laughing at you. And so you say, you know, we're going to take this to the ring 20 years later. And so you guys fight, and it ends with you pushing him. Uh, you, you, you give him uh, a Spanish, remember, Spanish remember, fly. Yes. Remember how Will Ospreay and Marty Skrull did the Spanish fly, but Will Ospreay hit his head on the apron? Well, you do the same thing, but you intentionally angle it so that Hilton's head hits the apron. Ooh. So he breaks his neck, shoot. Oh, wow. Right? But then there's a like a little cliff, because it's like a big stage. There's like a big cliff and like a dumpster full of rattlesnakes and human crap, right? And syringes, dirty syringes. And you throw him off into that. His neck is already broken, so he can't get out of it. <laughs> oh, God. Right? The rattlesnakes attack his face this and only, his, and oh only his face, right? Wow. Like that. Yeah. Right? And he's writhing around in human poop and syringes. And then he gets counted out. You get the count out victory. Okay. Okay. And that's yeah. how the match ends. Yeah. All right. Um, so, like, you, you keep wanting to keep Adam Mayhem out of our office yeah, for some he's reason. He's not allowed in here. That's not true. I, I, Adam Mayhem sign. I always rip it up. Well, one day I call in sick, and, and I'm not here in the office, oh. and you post that sign. And that happens to be the day that he decides, I'm going to come by and visit my friendo, Stephen Larson. Okay. Yeah. And he sees that sign. He's like, Steve. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Ooh, and so he challenges you to a match. Oh man! At Virgil Flynn Productions. Oh wow, the grandest stage of them all. Yes, and uh, is dirt- it a colonial one or when they do? Yeah, it's, little- it, yeah it's, it's a major show. For okay, them. it's a major show. So it's the colonial, and and he's he's working you over, and there's someone there from a, a wrestling promotion that sees the heat in this feud oh, and how passionate time, yeah. and real it is. Big time. So they say, I want to bring these two guys up to my territory, my promotion, and work this feud. And this keeps on going up the ladder until, you know, like in 15 years, you guys are WWE and, 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 and because uh, Triple H sees this and goes, wow, after 15 years of like grudges, 
like this still has a tremendous amount of heat because whenever Adam Mayhem comes next to you, you just pull up Adam Mayhem, banned. Yeah, that sign. Yeah, that's exactly. all you need. Heat. Yeah. Heat. Um, and then finally, you know, over the course of a year, the with the the, the inspired creative of Triple H um, uh, leading the charge, he he devises a way for this match. At WrestleMania 35 next year. Oh, yeah. He also invents a time machine. That's okay, yeah. Uh, to main event the show because there's so much heat behind this feud. Oh, it's, it's like, massive, it's like yeah. going back to, to Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes. Oh, yeah. Free Birds and Von Erichs. Yeah. That type of heat. Right. Because it's just like there's magic between you and Adam Mayhem. Yeah. You guys get in the ring together. Oh, man. Get in the same room. Oh. And it's just tension. You yeah. just guys just want to destroy each Spanish other. Spanish flies. Starship pain, all that. Yeah, all that. And so uh, you guys get in the ring at WrestleMania 35, and the, and the match starts with five minutes and nothing but chops. Oh, yeah, okay. You guys just chop each other Yeah. in the middle of the ring for yeah. five minutes straight. Yeah. And chest filled with Even welts. Even though before the match we discussed chops, and he said, no, and I said, no, we're not going to do chops. But then we do chops Five anyways. minutes. Yeah. Five straight minutes of chops yeah. in the middle of the ring. Yeah. You guys are already blown up. Yeah. You're so tired from chopping each other for five minutes it's straight. Terrible. Yeah. Yet you have another 35 minutes to fill. Because this main event at WrestleMania, uh, Triple H sees what uh, uh, mechanics you are in the ring. He wants to put on a five-star match to close Ring the show generals, next yeah. year. Yes, um, and the finish sees Adam Mayhem hit you with Spanish Fly at the top rope. Oh crap! Followed okay. up by Starship Pain. Oh no! He pins you one, two, three, middle of the ring. Oh crap! Takes your sign, rips it. Oh no! Wipes his butt with it and throws it in your Does face. Does he have shitty butt? Well, it's sweaty at least. Okay, yeah, it's sweaty because he just had a little a bit of shit minute, though. Forty-minute match. A little bit of shitty butt. Well, just sweaty. Just sweaty yeah, okay. butt. I feel like he should just pants. He a goes bit. over to end WrestleMania 35. The crowd goes crazy. New top face of the company. All right. Uh, he wins all the belts. Okay. I like it. That's good. I don't like me losing or having my amazing sign ripped up. I have to laminate that thing so he can't rip it up. You, well, I got to get Ty Dillinger to laminate it for me. There you go. Yeah. No, I like it. I do like Hilton being thrown into a pit of snakes, though. It's my favorite. Because they, they all just start attacking his face. That sounds like more of your nightmare than anybody else's. Uh, yeah, no, it is. That's why, like that's why I apply it to him. Dead Riot has a question. Let's see what Dead Riot has to say. No, that's a text question. Last oh, year, I like, text okay. Question. Yeah, let's see what he has to say. Text. Oh, yeah. Uh, he said, uh, I really loved Charlotte versus Oscar. It was a match of the night, in my opinion. It also made me think, will there ever be a five-star rated women's match in WWE? And who do you think could make it happen? Charlotte versus Sasha Banks could make it happen. Bailey versus Sasha Banks could, I could make Charlotte it happen. I think Charlotte versus Oscar could as well. Yeah, I think that could as well, yeah. I think there's any number of wrestlers right now. Becky Lynch, I think, is up there. I think if they booked a booked. A really uh, well thought out four horsewomen match. Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 For a mania or something, and yeah. gave him time, and really let the story breathe easily. Dave Meltzer on Twitter, the wrestling observer himself, the other day said so the greatest match in women's wrestling history was Sasha Bailey first, the first one. Oh, it was so good. I know it was really good. That is such a good match. Yeah. James Page has a text question. I'll read it. Which of these two NXT stars do you feel will have a more successful career on main roster, Adam Cole, Bebe, or Ricochet? Which one would you like to take, Steve? I think the answer is actually Adam Cole. I'll tell you why. His style is uh, perfectly suited for longevity, as is his personality. I think that means he will have a more successful career. Um, that's why I think Adam Cole Bebe probably will have a more success. No, it's going to be Ricochet, man. Um, okay. He can wow audiences now with his high-flying, his athleticism, but he's much more than that. He's a really good storyteller. For a, a competitor his size, he's incredibly strong. Um, so if, you know, in five years, if he, if he finds that due to wear and tear, he can't do the high-flying stuff like he used to, he could easily transition uh, his style 
I mean, we just saw it, uh, Strong Style Evolve. We saw Jushin Liger, mm-hmm. you know, one of the great junior heavyweights of all time. He's a legend. Yeah. And he can't do moonsaults or shooting star presses like he used to, but he's adapted his style. And he still puts on entertaining matches. His match against Will Ospreay at Strong Style Evolve was a lot of fun. True. Um, so uh, I, I have complete confidence in Ricochet's ability to adapt should uh, his body start to fail him somewhat due to the high-risk moves that he can adapt have a long career. He's a great storyteller. He's got tons of personality. He's all the charisma in the world. Yeah. Um, so I think initially what will get them over respectively, Ricochet, his athleticism, Adam Cole, his personality. Okay. And personality, you know, shouldn't ever go away. Yeah, But I true. think uh, Ricochet is, is an incredibly versatile performer, and I think that'll carry him to a tremendous career and a long career. I feel like also Adam Cole is more of a Triple H guy than Ricochet is. Which is why I think Adam Cole, I think, I don't know why I did this. I think Adam Cole will go further. All right. Alpha X. Let's see what Alpha X has to say. This is what he has to say. Hey, friendos, if the big five pay-per-views are going to be held the same city each permanently, where would you guys have each event take place? This is an interesting question. Mania in New York. SummerSlam in L.A. At the football stadiums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, here's a problem. Here's an issue I'd have with Mania in New York. Weather. Like, uh, Mania weekend um, this year in New York, it snowed, I believe. Yeah, man. You can't have that. Oh, yeah. You need sure. some warm weather. Yeah, we'll put it in a dome. Well, there's not a dome stadium in New York. Yeah, build one. WWE so, Stadium. WWE Stadium. All right. McMahon Field. McMahon Field. All right. Yeah. Uh, okay, then reverse them. SummerSlam in New York. WrestleMania in LA. No, right. no, 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 no. This is what we're going to do. This is what we're going to do. SummerSlam in New York. WrestleMania in Chicago. The weather's bad there too, man. Okay. You Rest- have some place on the West Coast or the South. WrestleMania in Los Angeles. All right. Boy, that sucks. That crowd's going to suck. Well, not necessarily. LA crowds are terrible. What about WrestleMania in, uh, in Santa Clara? There you go. Perfect. I can take the train there. Mm-hmm. The train is lovely. Mm-hmm. WrestleMania in Santa Clara. Uh, SummerSlam in New York. SummerSlam in New York. Survivor Series in Philadelphia. No, Rumble should be in Philadelphia. Rumble in Philadelphia, Survivor Series in Chicago. Money in the Bank in Chicago. Money in the Bank in Chicago. And then Survivor Series in... In something in Dallas. Yeah. Needs to be in Dallas. There you go. Perfect. Perfect. We just did it. No, actually, how about this? Uh, Mania in Santa Clara. Okay. SummerSlam <coughs> at the football stadium at Sacramento State. Oh, okay, good. And then uh, Survivor Series, Rumble, and Money in the Bank at uh, Golden One Center. Okay, good. All of the takeovers take place at Cordova High School. Mm-hmm. Okay, good. Oh, no, one at the Matadome at uh, Cal State University Northridge Campus. Okay, and then, but one of them also in the amphitheater in Fair Oaks Village. There you go. <laughs> Perfect. We'll just stroll over there. Just walk over there. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Go to coffee shop. Perfect. Perfect. We did great. We did good. Good job, Steve. What a fantastic episode of Matt Chat that was. Again, it's on the Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. If you want to submit your Matt Chat question, you can. $20 a month. It gets you also the Friendo Care Package, which is fantastic. You get a comic book stickers and a poster. Bunch of stuff. A postcard, a bunch of stuff. It's fantastic. And uh, yeah, you get all the $5 rewards. You get to see the live streams. It's a great deal. Maybe it's even best value deal. So that's it for Matt Chat. Until next time, we'll talk to you guys later. Goodbye. <laughs>